Welcome everyone to Horror Cafe, Episode 4. I'm Erica. And I'm Jackie. It's March, and this month we are marching straight into madness. So what are you drinking today, Mom? I am going old school, dark roast, half and half, some sweetener, and I am happy with that. Again? What are you, what are you doing? You drank that two episodes ago. It was two episodes ago. What's the big deal? <laughs> I'm just drinking a latte today. I think you 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 had that last episode or the one before. So what are you what are you bitching about? It man? was vanilla cappuccino. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Today we're talking about the visit by director M Night Shyamalan. You got his name right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it took a few years, but I got it. You got it. Anyway, so um, quick synopsis of what the plot for this movie is. The single mom who had a rift with her parents more than 15 years ago. She hasn't seen them, hasn't spoken to them. And all of a sudden she finds them in a Google search. And we'll circle back to that because I think this is weird. Mm -hmm. In a Google search. And she decides to get in touch with them and ship her two teenage kids off to visit her grandparents on a remote farm in Pennsylvania. Dun, dun, dun. Now, here's my problem with this. I get that these are her parents, but I... I she hasn't spoken to them in years? Yeah, and she's just shipping her... years? I, I wouldn't ship you off. I would go with you. Yes, that to, makes sense. To see that... I know that she had this rift, but if you're shipping your kid off, no. I, I would have gone with you. So that part right there, kind of like... As a parent, no. No way, man. No way, huh? See? Uh -uh. Maybe that's a broken rule on its own. <laughs> exactly. Don't ship your kids off. I was very excited when this movie was coming out. It had been a while since I enjoyed an M. Night Shyamalan movie. So this one, when I saw the trailer, I was pumped. Because it looked like he had gone back to the, the horror thriller genre like he did with The, the Sixth Sense. And this movie I did watch in the theater. This was a fun movie to watch in the theater because the mix of the comedy and the horror, people were really into the comedy. People were also into the horror. The audience wasn't obnoxious. You know how it can be, yeah. you know, the Friday night crowd and <laughs> PG-13. So it was, uh, you know, the mix of the teenagers. But everybody was really into it. So it was, it was a fun movie experience at the theater. And... I'm pretty sure I only have seen this movie one time before, and I did forget about the whole comedy aspect. And I think what appealed to the audience probably is that you had a little combo of both. So it appealed to those people who are into comedy, not that they're going into it necessarily thinking, hey, this horror movie is going to be a comedy, right? but it probably appealed to some of those folks. And then, of course, the horror fans, those who are not upset by having a little comedy in their horror. And I'm not opposed to it, but I know sometimes that can be a little iffy for you. Oh, for me it is. But this one really, it was well done. I liked the combo of the horror comedy in this one. The yeah, kid, I, I'm just saying it off the bat, Tyler was awesome. He, he was. really, he nailed the movie. The movie is the kid. I, I think yeah. he's hilarious. I thought he was spectacular. All right, so let's jump into some movie facts. As usual, we're going to do the Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics gave it 68%. And here we go again, audience 51. Yeah, it's a 50-50 toss, it seems like. I'm... On these horror movies. Yeah, it sure does. M. Night Shyamalan supervised three versions of this movie. 
Really? Yeah. So it was during the editing process. So it would be edited three. He thought of it three ways. The first one would to be was to be more horror with little comedy. Mm -hmm. The other was to be edited with more comedy with the horror downplayed. But what came out is what we got, which is the balance of the comedy and the horror. So the perfect balance. I thought it was a great idea. I, I'm glad he stuck with the with the balance. I, I was pretty surprised by this film from him. Uh, I know that he had had a few duds before it because he went into the whole science fiction genre. And I was happy to see this movie because it seemed more in tune with his earlier work, like The Sixth Sense. I mean, I know that that wasn't a comedy, but the feel of the filming and the feel. Right. And the twist. Yes. And and the, his usual plot twist. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I enjoyed it. I did. The film's working title was Sundowning. I'm glad they did change it to The Visit. The Sundowning obviously referring to what, what we're going to call her throughout this podcast is Fake Nana. Right. Um, because of her sundowning at night. So I did find this cool website that was talking about unanswered questions throughout the movie. Granted, at the end of the day, it's a movie. It's going to always have plot holes and questions. But one of them that I agree with, why wasn't anybody looking for these two criminally insane mental patients that escaped from a psychiatric institute? Yeah. Wouldn't that little town be like on high alert? Well, that alone, it's a small town. Right. I mean, small town. Yeah. Small town. Right. Everybody knows everybody's business. Right. How did they miss this? I don't know. That was one of the questions that I really liked. The other ones were, you know, it's a movie. It is what it is. But that one, I was like, that's a really good point. So let's talk about the movie. Okay. The kids get on the train to Pennsylvania. I still disagree with the mom. But And this is where we find out that Tyler... Is has, a rapper. Is a rapper. He has a talent. And his sister has uh, aspirations of being a documentarian. So Becca, the sister plans on turning this whole experience into an Oscar-caliber documentary. And it seems also like an opportunity for them to exercise all the trauma that they've accumulated from their parents' separation. Okay, so they arrive. So they meet the so-called grandparents, and you see the fake Nana and the, grand the fake grandpa, and they're kind of like, not hugging, but snuggle cuddling there. And you hear the fake Nana saying, thank you so much. So right off the bat, obviously, I didn't notice that the first time um, because we didn't have subtitles at the movie theater. And I caught on it because that's a hint. Like they, they arranged this so that she can have this experience. this experience. But if you don't know anything going into the movie, you just think they're oh, having a conversation. They're having a conversation or thank you for arranging to have our grandchildren yeah come visit us. Exactly. Little do they know. Little do we know that that's not the case. <laughs> Those kids are in for one hell of a roller coaster ride to say the least. The kids settle in. They seem normal, the old people, I mean. And then nighttime. <laughs> Things happen at night always. Sundowning. Yes. Horror movies. Mm -hmm. Everything happens it at night. It has to happen at night. So the first occurrence is the fake Nana walking around just vomiting. But it's it's not even just... <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> laughed at this. <laughs> I don't know why you found this so funny. I found it hilarious because 
because she's not like vomiting in a garbage can or I don't know in the toilet or wherever people normally vomit. She yeah, was projectile vomiting and walking around right. vomiting. She probably stepped in it. Ew. Oh, gross. I just I didn't realized think that. About like that, she, when yeah. she stopped at the foot of the stairs and vomited and kept walking, okay, you just but, walked on your own vomit. But it's hilarious. It's funny yeah you you really lost it in this scene i'm like okay why is this so funny good one mom <laughs> so we we start off with that odd occurrence then the next day you know becca's concerned and fake grandpa's like eh, she's old yeah that seems to be the excuse it seems to be oh and her tummy was upset upset she had a 24 hour a 24 hour thing and thing. becca's like yeah i guess yeah and I so mean, are we i mean let's let's be logical though these are young kids they're teenagers they're they're right. not little little but they're teenagers and mm -hmm. kids normally will look up to an older person and accept the explanation it's not like Really? But why is she just like walking around projectile vomiting? And why? Where were you? I get a sense, though, that Becca wasn't sold on the answer. Well, I know who wasn't sold on any of it. Tyler. Tyler. That kid knows pretty much from the get go that some it, something is up. Some shit is going down here. That's not normal. That's why he rocks. He does. Something about Tyler that we've learned along the way so far is that he's a germaphobe. The sister was saying that this is a way of him dealing with the trauma of the father leaving. Yeah. So this is important for much later. Yes, it is. In the movie. And and one of the things that I think maybe first tipped Tyler off is, I don't know if you remember this part, Pop-Pop, uh, as mm -hmm. they call the grandpa, is at the shed and he's mm -hmm. like at a distance and he's saying, Hey, hi. Yes. And 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 the old dude is leaving the shed and he doesn't even acknowledge him. He just keeps walking away. It's, he just, he just it's like, like he, looks at him. Right. And he's like, All right. And then he turns around. He doesn't right. wave. He doesn't smile. He doesn't do anything. He just walks away. It's like it didn't even happen. Right. If you're a grandparent, you'd be like Hey! Yeah, you'd be waving and saying hi or whatever. Or Come right. on down or... Yeah. yeah, so I think this was the very first little... Hint? Yes. And for the audience, too. Yes, it is. And um, another thing that they, as they're getting settled in that first day that we didn't mention, is um, there's a part where they pan to like a cork board or whatever mm -hmm. that was, and they have all these photos on there. Yep. And... The audience doesn't know it the first time around that you're watching it, but they have panned over the real grandparents. Their photo is still there. Yes, and it just makes it look like they're hanging out with friends. Right. Another clue by M. Night Shyamalan. Pop-Pop also tells the kids... Fake Pop-Pop. <laughs> fake Pop-Pop. To never go down in the basement because it has mold, and that bedtime is at 9.30 every evening. The mold in the basement? Highly suspicious. Very. We go to Tuesday. Tyler and Becca decide to play hide and seek under the house. I would never do that. Oh, no. You I, would never do that. No. I hated playing hide and seek as a kid. I, I did once once or twice. And it was just this, where am I going to find this person? Who's going to jump out at me? Or the opposite. I'm going to hide. And when this person finds me, it's going to be so scary. <laughs> I was such a... I still am. Anyway, so... That scene is also a hint at 
Oh, no, I think it's more than a hint. This is... Uh, this, this scene is the beginning of batshit crazy. So the fake Nana joins them without <laughs> warning and in a very creepy way. Um, I mean, that scene in the theater, I remember everybody was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a really good scene. And even this time, we I screamed. And then, of course, you screamed. Yes, because I... <laughs> Was not expecting you to. No, but I, and I, okay, so she pops up kind of twice, you know, you see her, mm-hmm. but then she, the way she just, ugh, it's so good. And what did she do to Tyler? That she was like on him, was she biting him? I, was I she, think she was trying to bite him. Or it was, tickle, I don't know, I, I don't, it looked really disturbing. It was very disturbing, and, and this kid already as it is. <laughs> has the, the whole germ, yes, germ so, issue. Yeah. So that was a really good anxiety induced scene right and then they you know they run out from under the house here comes fake nana <laughs> yeah but what's even crazier about that is she says i'm making chicken pot pie she walks away and half her ass is showing yep and like she, she has no clue yeah and and they're looking at her like they're looking at her like what just happened yeah. does she know that why are we seeing that <laughs> and Especially why, after the month, you know, the night before. I feel like we're reviewing a comedy as opposed to a horror movie, but it it, it has, has a lot of funny moments. Yeah, it does in in a good way. So one of the next scenes, um, and this is still on Tuesday, is Tyler goes exploring in the shed. Curiosity almost kills a cat, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not quite. And. He goes into the shed, he's nosy, he's being nosy, looking at stuff, and all of a sudden he comes to this table that has a pile. I'm cringing. Of diapers on it. And and they're not like folded. Like, they're just thrown there. They're thrown there, but they're not just thrown there. They are all full of shit. Mm-hmm. And not like turds. It's just smeared on mm-hmm. shit everywhere. And of yeah. course, he's like, oh. Yeah, he really freaks out. <laughs> freaks out. And this is a really disturbing scene to me. One of one of those where it's like, oh. Why? I, I don't know. There's something about it. Uh, yes, it's gross. But there's something very disturbing about somebody collecting all their diapers. I wonder why. You know, they never, it was never really answered why he was doing that. Yeah. I mean, the gra- uh, Nana, fake Nana, touches on it saying that he saved them or something like that at some point in the movie. I and remember then she her- says that he burns them. Yes. But why not just throw it away? Right. So well, that. I, well, that's why they're crazy. Well, yeah, I suppose so. The next thing is um, Pop-Up decides to take a drive into town and take the kids with him. And, you know, they're driving around and Becca's like, oh, my mom, did she go there? She go here. This is her high school, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, they're on a street corner and across the street, there's just this innocent bystander there and Papa loses it, like completely goes nuts. He flips out. He starts saying that the guy is watching him, following him, whatever. His paranoia kicks in and he attacks this guy. Poor guy. He, he old, I mean, he overpowers that guy. And he's an old dude. Yep. So there's strength and insanity mm-hmm. again. And the poor kids are like, what is going on? And there they are trying to help the poor guy and get, you know, fake pop pop off. More hints of like, all right, these people 
are unhinged. Okay. <laughs> These people are unhinged. So then we go back to the house. Dr. Sam comes by. Right. To check up on the real grandparents. And the kids said, oh, they're out for a walk or whatever. They're not available. Conveniently not available. Because this guy can't see who these grandparents are and warn these poor kids. Tell them, hey, these are not your grandparents. These aren't your grandparents. So it's night, Tuesday night. Kids are in their room with the 9.30 curfew in place. Mm -hmm. um, isn't that when he tells them, let's make a rule, or does that come on later? I don't remember. It, I think it's after this night or the following night, but he yeah. will make a rule to not come out at 9.30. <laughs> right. Or after 9.30. At all. Out of their room. They hear this funny, weird sound coming outside their bedroom. And it's a it's a bit of a comedic relief in that part because they're going back and forth. I'm going Tyler's like, I'm going out there, I'm not going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then he finally opens the door, and what do we see? But Nana, butt naked, mm -hmm. her back is to them, scratching the walls like I don't know, like a rabid animal. Cause that's how I saw it. Yeah, that's a good analogy comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poor Tyler. <laughs> and then he just Closes the door and he looks at Becca and he goes, Jesus, Becca, I'm blind <laughs> after seeing Nana naked. <laughs> it was hilarious. So it was a good comedic relief, but it's, it's spooky what this lady's doing in her sundowning moments. Yeah. Wednesday morning, fake Pop Pop is, you see him getting filmed and getting ready in a tuxedo. <laughs> On a Wednesday morning. In the foyer. It's like, what are you doing? And then he realizes that he's not going to this costume party. And then he starts getting undressed. I think him saying this costume party, that has something to do with his backstory. Mm -hmm. Which, unfortunately, we don't get to find out. We right. get to find out about the fake Nana later. But him... I'm curious what his backstory is. I am too. I, I'd like to know what that means. I mean, he did touch on something a little later on in the movie mm -hmm. about the factory where he worked and something like that. Right. Um, I'd have to look at my notes. But yeah, I, I'd like a little bit more of the backstory, really on both of them. Me too. Because I feel like there is more backstory to both. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I, I'm so curious. I wish... Even after the movie, if they had done one of those little after the credit yeah, things. Like a little, an epilogue just saying, this is their history. They got arrested or they were dead. They were found dead at the scene. Anyway, the point is, I would have liked a little bit more backstory. It's nice to leave a mystery because you can come up with your own conclusions too. But eh, I would have liked a little bit more information. Me too. Okay. Then Becca finds that her computer... Has been damaged. Conveniently damaged. The, Accidentally. You know, the camera on her computer that fake Nana put batter on and she, and, but she knew. Yeah. Fake Nana knew what she was doing because even when she, when she was apologizing, it was like, uh-huh. Yeah, you, you knew what you were doing. Oh, it, it was lady. absolutely intentional. Hmm. And really, I know it's intentional or I believe it's intentional because Right after this, there's a, a video call that the kids do with their mom. And side note, that must have cost her a fortune because that's on a cruise ship, which is what she's on. And side note. And what if 
if she said, let me see grandma and grandpa or something, or she, or crazy Nana walks behind them and she's... Good point. Yeah, so... Good point. I didn't think of that point of view. Yes. And I know that... Here's another thing that is weird is I know they have problems with internet and yet they have this one ethernet cable in the house. That was one of those unanswerable holes of the movie. Yeah. But... The the answer was that perhaps the real grandparents had internet. Oh, that's true. Which, which makes that makes sense. And, sense. and the crazies wouldn't probably know how to use it or right whatever. Okay, so, we got that. We digress, fixed. but here we go. <laughs> Becca interviews fake Nana. Oh my god! And it goes wrong. Oh, it goes south. Fast. She just starts like hitting her head and. Nuts. That that scene to me is disturbing too. It is. Th- that part where she just starts smacking herself. But this is where I, more backstory, or it just could be that she's obviously has mental issues, the fake Nana. Why did she, she got triggered by that question. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about mom? Why? She doesn't know these people. Right. So what is she getting triggered by? Uh-huh. Hmm. That's a good one. Because it's it's not relatable to her. I can see that reaction from the real grandmother. Right. Because she doesn't want to talk about their mom. But this lady doesn't know anything unless she feels pressured because she got caught in not knowing. And not knowing the answer. Maybe that is it. Maybe. So I did notice that. It's like, why are you reacting this way over this trigger question? Like, it's a trigger question for For her. For for fake nana. (laughs) Fake nana. Fake nana. (laughs) (laughs) One of the scenes that I found disturbing as well from that Wednesday is when fake Nana has um, Becca go in to the oven to clean it. Yeah, that's spooky. And where did they get such a big oven? Yes. What the fuck kind of oven is that? That a person can crawl into it. And she's like, get in there, get farther in there, all the way in. And you're just, and she does it. She doesn't find this as weird? I wouldn't have done that. Even as a teenager, I'd be like, you're off your rocker, Granny. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I wouldn't do that. Then that night, we get another fun night from fake Nana. She's running around. You hear thumping sounds. So, of course, Becca and Tyler go investigate. Of course. And it's Nana now running with her hands behind her back. And it's just the way she... Well, it's the gown... It's her hair. The flowing hair. The flowing. It just, even the her body. The way it moves, it's yeah. like when you're trying to swim, like, it, it looks like she was swimming in air, but not. I don't know. And, it looks scary to me. It was, it was a creepy ass visual. It was. And it was a good other scare because if there was one part where she did pop out and of course I screamed. Of course. Another one for... <laughs> Another one, another scream for me. Yes. So another fake Nana occurrence. And then, and she crawls at them at one point. Yes, that's when I screamed because I had forgotten that she crawls back mm-hmm. at them. It's like, ah, close the door, close the door. <laughs> Bam, door Smash it. Now it's Thursday. They're out for a walk, all four of them. The grandparents go a little bit farther. And Tyler's like, <laughs> Becca. What does this remind you of? And then he <laughs> imitates fake Nana with the hands behind her back. <laughs> Hysterical. 
hysterical and the it way is. he just looks like he's flying and it's just oh so good it is that that kid adds <laughs> such good comedic relief to the movie but it almost instantaneously gets really serious because of fake Nana. Yeah, because of her. Because she sees it. She sees it. And, she caught them. Yeah. And I think that at that point, she realizes that these kids are on to them. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. That's a good point. But who cares? That was so <laughs> worth it. I think it was worth it to the kids, too. They get another visitor. Today, it's Stacy. She brought some food. And conveniently, the grandparents aren't there again. again. Like... Hello, because she would have recognized them. Right. The further we progress in the week, the clues are all there. Yeah, now that, and obviously because you know the twist, it is there. Yeah. You they just are. don't know. You just don't put them all to. you don't piece them together. Now, here comes another truly disturbing scene. Becca is hearing, her, like, the TV or something in the background. Yeah, she thought... Fake Nana was watching TV. Like an old movie or whatever show. And when she walks in with her video camera, you see Nana in a rocking chair, but she's not watching a show or listening to the radio. She's staring at a blank wall and rocking. That was a good scene. When I first saw it at the at the theater, great scene. Yeah. But you were not expecting that. And exactly. And not only is she rocking, she is laughing, laughing. hysterically. Mm-hmm. But it's not your funny, hysterical laughing. It is batshit crazy laughing, as yep. I like to say. And then all of a sudden, when Becca approaches her, she starts talking and she says that she has the deep darkies. Nice. And 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 Nana, fake Nana, has this scarf around her head. And all of a sudden, she starts wrapping it around her face and her neck. And it looks like she's trying to strangle herself. Dude, that unhinged. is that is unhinged again. Batshit crazy, Nana, fake Nana. Maybe that has another. I think that has trigger. It's another projection of whatever happened to her or whatever's going on with those deep darkies. It's yeah. definitely related. Definitely. They decide to leave the camera out that night because the night before Tyler wanted to put the camera out but Becca is like no integrity blah 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 integrity my ass these people have no integrity <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth I was going to say integrity my Damn ass it. so this time they leave it out and I'm glad they did because we got to see a cool I, I think it's a great scene so you see the fake Nana she comes she does the thing with the door where she opens and closes and just, like a pantry door yeah she's slamming it opening and closing and opening and you see and it, the, then they cut to the kids and they're like the hell's going on then they show her walk into that living room yeah i guess it's the living room she walks past the camera and you you know i guess she disappears off to the right and then you hear it it's like she's scuttling like a bug you know you hear her coming and running and then she pops up in front of the camera so naturally erica screams i scream Good scare, and she, you know she does that boo or whatever. I don't even she know because I was too scared, something like that, yeah, to, <laughs> to remember what it was. <laughs> and she takes the camera with her mm -hmm. and a knife, right? And she goes upstairs. She puts the camera down, and you see her standing in front of the kid's room with a knife. Yeah. So and wait. Like, so basically, fake Nana is also a documentarian. I guess so. So what was her intention? She wanted to film. Herself killing chil the, the children? I think so. Or 
she knew that they set the camera up and she wanted them to see it. Remember, she is already onto them. From- Maybe that's what it was. Maybe she did. Good point. She probably didn't have the intention of going in just to. F- she. Yeah. She wanted. You got it. She I wanted them to see it. it because. And this relates back to Tyler's little <laughs> flying Nana imitation. <laughs> yeah. Where I think that she realized that they were on to her already. Or at right. least he was. Right. So That's a good point. So this crazy ass Nana, fake Nana, is standing in front of their door with a knife in hand, banging and pounding. Mm-hmm. And they cut to the kids and they are scared to death. Good thing they didn't open the door because honestly, she she probably would have done it. Yeah, she did for sure. She she would have, and it's it's something to note that they are sharing a room. It's not like they're in separate rooms. I don't think we mentioned that at the beginning, but they yeah, are sharing they are a sharing room. rooms. And then they see it the next day, and that's when they decide to call mom mm-hmm. and let them know that something's wrong with them. Something is terribly deep darkies wrong with them. They're telling mom. Hey, something's not right with them. You got got to come get us. And they turn the laptop around to show mom uh, fake Nana and fake Pop Pop. Mm-hmm. And this is when it all just goes downhill because mom realizes. And honestly, I don't know how at that distance she realizes, but she realizes that these are not her parents. Because it's been 15 years, right? right? How would she recognize her parents? Yeah, and that, that dumbfounds me when I see this part. Maybe because even though it's been 15 years, you still know your parents' body right. structure. Right. So maybe, I mean, that shouldn't change drastically yet. That's the only logical explanation I can have for that because, I mean, 15 years is a significant amount of time. Yeah. Um, they've aged and, but I, I think it's that similarity or that familiarity. That of, you would recognize your parent. Right. Yeah. Anyways, from there, it just spirals out of control. They they realize, the kids realize, the mom realizes that they are in some deep danger. I thought this was a really good twist. What? Finding out that it's not the real grandparents. Yes, I, because we know that Shyamalan is going to give us a twist n- normally. When you're watching it the first time, you don't really expect that to be the twist. At all. You just think, okay, these people have really lost their mind or whatever. Something happened that they are not well. So you just assume that's it. Yes. But not that they're not the grandparents. That was so good. And at that moment when you're watching it, and I know when I saw it the first time, I'm like, Oh my God, what? Yep. I do think the mom didn't really react like I thought she should have. I think she should have been a little bit more panicked or maybe she's so freaked out that she doesn't know how to react. She's paralyzed, I think, in fear. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. That's that's fair. She says she's going to come pick them up and Friday ensues at the fake grandparents' house. So basically, this is when they are marching into the madness. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so Stacy comes back. Tyler and Becca eavesdrop through the window. You see that Stacy is talking to the fake grandparents. You can't hear it. Not re- you can hear, you know, voices, but you can't hear the conversation. But you can tell by the body language that something is wrong. Right. Stacy's body language and just the tone of it is like accusatory kind of or scared 
And then the grandparents say, come back, just come back here. Right. And then we find her dead later. Right. Um, Tyler, I think, is the one who sees her or... She they showed... open the door. Right. And Later she's... at night. Oh, yeah. And she's hanging from... A tree. A tree. So they have quite a, a count. They have a body count, <laughs> these people. <laughs> they do. <laughs> All right. So in, in order to keep a sense of normalcy normalcy yes (laughs) so that the grandparents aren't onto them that somebody's going to come and get them soon hopefully they you see the next thing you see is um tyler and becca outside and here comes tyler with his comedic relief and um he's throwing a ball up in the air like a maniac (laughs) and chasing after it and becca's like what are you doing and he's like i'm doing what any normal kid would do i'm I'm playing playing and at that moment, the the fake grandparents are watching them, and they're just like, hey! hey. And then the fake pop-pop, I think, is like, are you guys okay? <laughs> Something think, wrong? Yeah. And I yeah, think, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. You guys wrong are with you. Wrong. Yeah. You people in your deep darkies. So, <laughs> so then we go, and the next scene, I think, is when um, Becca attempts to interview Nana again. So she gets triggered again. Yes. With the mom question. Yes. But then Becca diffuses it by saying, why don't we tell a story? Right. And so fake Nana goes into this crazy ass story about aliens from, hold on, because I, I got to look at my notes and try to pronounce this. Good luck. It's Sin Sinmorphatelia from that planet mm-hmm. that have come. And there are these creatures in the pond. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm saying it, and it sounds insane. Right. But I think this whole scene is giving us her backstory. Yes, I think this is her way of processing what she did, which we find out in a few minutes. In a few minutes, yeah. It it's unnerving the crazies here, and I think that Becca is. Filming this, even though she knows this is not her 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 real Nana, mm-hmm. I think she's doing this as a let me film this so that if something happens, people know what happened. Right? Yeah, I can see that's why she's doing it, and she may still be doing it just to be filming a documentary gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone wrong, all right. Later on, throughout Friday, again the whole oven scene comes back. But this time, she really encourages encourages Becca to go way in there. Go further in. And then Nana closes the door on the oven. And, and yet again, there's no reaction. I think it's shock. Yes. But not just, who the hell has an oven that fits a human inside? I don't know. But clearly, the real grandparents are the one that had this oven. Yeah, it's not like the... The fake grandparents. Because honestly, that in there. I know this is odd, but I went and looked at my oven, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's some an abnormally large oven in the movie." It is. It I is. I think so. I, I, so she gets in there, and she's like, "Let me out!" And you know, she's pounding on, it and then Nana lets her out like it was not a big deal. Yeah, like nothing happened. Yeah, and then here comes fake pop pop. Let's do what families do and. Play board games. It's game night. Great. Great. Yeah. 
So now the scene is them around a table playing Yahtzee. That's a fun game. It is a fun game, but not with them. Not with them. No. And then everything just kind of escalates at that point. Becca sneaks away and she decides that she's going to go visit the basement. Here's a big plot hole for me in this movie. When she goes into the basement, she finds the corpses of the real Pop-Pop and Nana, along with the uniforms from the mental hospital Mm -hmm. where the fake ones were... Yeah, where the fake ones Yeah, where the fake ones are from, which now tells them, okay, these people are escaped mental patients. Right. Here's my big plot hole with this. The minute that she walked into that basement, there had to have been a smell. And she, her face at no point, nor does she say anything to indicate that there's a smell. Presumably, they've been dead for at least a week. There has to have been a smell. Excellent point. Yeah. That, to me, is a big plot hole in this part. Fake Pop Pop finds her in the basement and explains to her that he arranged this because he had heard the real grandparents talking about the grandkids coming and that they were so excited. And we find out that fake Nana had killed her own children by putting them in suitcases and throwing them into a pond. She likes putting bodies in small places. Oh, the oven. Uh Good connection. Yeah. Creepy, but good. That's a good connection. So he did this for her. He did this so that she had a sense of having children back. Mm -hmm. We find out that's... So now it plays... It ties in very well. The thank you so much at the beginning Mm -hmm. was because she was thanking him for arranging and making this happen. Yes. He got rid of... Real grandma, grandpa. Clearly, gre- real grandparents had talked about the children's visit. Correct. And, and now Pop-Pop, fake Pop-Pop, wanted to have a wonderful week as a family for fake Nana. Right. Then he imprisons Becca with fake Nana in that dark bedroom. Right. Ugh. And it's a creepy scene because she's Nana is fake Nana is like crawling through the room. Yeah. And it, it it's like you're really tense. And I know you were in your yeah. little corner there of the couch just freaking out. Because the scene is dark and you have that one light. Right. The room is so dark. Like the, the, the bedding is dark and the velvet. And then, you know, you see her very, you know, pale skin. Yes. Pop up and, and her attacking poor Becca and trying to eat, eat her. her. Yes, she, you could, it's it's almost zombie-like in the way she's like, unk, 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 trying to chunk down on her. Yeah. But um, Becca was very smart and stabs fake Nana to death. She listened to the rules in this case. Which are coming up. (laughs) Actually, they both listened. Yeah, they did. Very proud. Very proud. I feel like fake Pop Pop and Nana... They have gotten progressively worse from Monday to Friday. Yes. If they were at a psychiatric center, I would assume they were probably on some form of medication. They have escaped. And now they're living out in this house without medication. 
I think it's logical to see them how they were more stable, let's say, on Monday. Mm -hmm. And every day they just got progressively worse. And Friday is just like a shit show. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's actually a great point. um, Because that makes sense. If they were in a psychiatric hospital, they had to have been under some kind of medication. Or treatment, therapy, you know, a combination of it. And now they're not. Because... I mean, Nana went from, you know, baking cookies to now wanting to eat Becca. Exactly. And yes, that's a great point. That is really a good point. Poor Tyler. (laughs) Oh my God. He's having his own issues in the kitchen with Pop Pop. Oh, that scene. Poor Tyler. I I have to say I cheered him on and we'll get to that. He did good. Yes, he did. So we see Pop Pop. At the other end of the of the kitchen, and you see him start taking off his pants. So I'm already thinking of actually something worse than what happened. Then at least it didn't go somewhere else. Yeah, that was bizarre. That part initially was like, was it like what's going like, to happen? What the hell? But we see that he takes off his diaper. Yeah, you kind of have an idea. Yeah, what with the movement he's making, then you realize, oh god. No, you have an idea of what he's going to do with that diaper. Oh gosh, yeah. When you see the soiled diaper. Yeah, poor Tyler. Oh my god. The germaphobe. Let's not forget, he's a big germaphobe. And Pop-Pop knows. Yes, he does. He goes, aren't you some type, aren't you a germaphobe? And then he just slaps it right in his face. And you can imagine it, you can sense it. Oh, that's so disgusting. Poor kid. The, The mental turmoil that that child had to have gone through, having or being a germaphobe and having shit mushed into your face and he just stands there yep you can tell that he is in deep shock yeah which because he was already kind of frozen yeah he was already he froze like he, he was talking about how he froze at his football game and right. he thinks that's what led his father to leave right he's in that state again he, he's in that state he of froze. mind he is completely frozen but but i don't know what i don't remember what triggers it but all of a sudden, you see him tackle Pop-Pop to the floor and repeatedly, and God, am I proud of Tyler, repeatedly slam his head. With the fridge. With the fridge door. He opens yep. and closes it and closes it. Tyler, kudos to you. He did good. And you can tell that it's from, he replayed, like if he was on a football field. Right. He got out that anxiety of, that he was frozen. He yeah. went and he unfroze and he did what he thought he probably should have done back Way then. Way back then, yes. But he did it. He listened to our rules and he bashed that head in. <laughs> he bashed it in good. It was, a, it was a cathartic moment for him. He overcame, I think, a big part of his trauma. I believe so. Yeah. And then the sirens, the police yeah. are here. Yeah, the two kids run out. The mom is there. The Yeah, you see the police cars and the mom. It's just like, oh, happy reunion. In this movie, I do like the happy ending. I do I too. Do because they face their fear. They killed them. They survived. They didn't walk into this knowingly what's going on. Right. It's just, it was very satisfying them surviving and making it out and they're okay. Yeah. Normally, you know I don't agree with happy endings in horror movies. It it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. At least not for me. But in this case, I really think it worked. 
they they both faced, like you said, their fears. They were able to act to defend themselves instead of being victims. Instead of being victims, they fought for themselves. And I, I like that. And and I think they fought for themselves in a physical sense and in their own in therapeutic mental, sense. Yes, in a therapeutic way. So kudos to both of them. You go, Becca and Tyler, especially <laughs> Tyler. Yeah. And we're going to take a quick break. So let's go to best scenes. My favorite scene in the movie for me is when they see Nana butt naked scratching the walls. And Really? Yeah. And the reason I like it is because this is the beginning. This is the decline. This is that nonstop roller coaster going all the way down ride. And I think this is when Tyler, it really clicks in his head. Hey, something's up. Something's up. As opposed to Becca, who's still trying to say, no, no, they're just old people. And this is part of aging, which I can tell you from my own experience, scratching your walls (laughs) butt naked is not part of aging. So (laughs) I like that scene. It's my favorite scene because it is the beginning. It's the realization of everything that comes next. What's your favorite scene? Uh, My favorite scene is when fake Nana is rocking in the chair Mm -hmm. and laughing at the wall, it's just you don't expect to to turn the corner and see that. Right. I thought that was really good. That's true. And Becca, I think, finally realizes, okay, um, now what? <laughs> this isn't okay. If I turned the corner and saw my grandmother doing that, I'd be like, all right, we need, we need to call an exorcist. Like, what's going on? I'm out. I'm out. Another comment I want to make, how Nana acts in this movie, fake Nana, you, you know what I mean, plays with, when we watch possession movies, mm-hmm. you can see how when they always want to rule out mental health. Right. Because look at this. That's true. You can kind of see how a psychiatric condition can be mixed with a possession or how people can just say, oh, you're possessed, but it's that there's a psychiatric component Mm -hmm. to what's going on instead of just assuming somebody's possessed by a demon right and you mentioned this actually when um when that scene in the bedroom with nana yes because at the end you said it 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 looks like she's possessed it looks like she's possessed but clearly she's schizophrenic i think well she has some kind of psychiatric issue so you can see how in other horror movies about possession, why they always want to rule it out. Look rule at it. Rule it out first, yeah. This is a, a perfect example of that. It is. It's a great example, and that's true, yeah. So now let's talk about our favorite characters. <laughs> oh, come on. Who are we kidding? Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> he, what else is there to say? Yeah. I think we've said it throughout the whole podcast. He's hilarious. He makes the movie. He And he, he knows what's up. He does. He know. knows what's up. That kid knows from the pretty much the beginning that this is not right. Something big is very off. intuitive, child. Yeah, very intuitive. So, our favorite character, Tyler. Tyler. Does the movie hold up for you, Mom? Yeah, I know it's not that old, but it, it's not that old, but it does hold up. Yep. It is. This is ironic, but it's it's an it's a fun horror movie. It is. That's how I. It, I can describe it that way, too. It's fun. 
Yeah. I think that if you're like the type of person who is not into horror movies. This, this could be a good buffer. A, a, an entry level. Could be. A horror movie where maybe maybe your partner loves horror movies and you don't. So you always have that disconnect. Maybe this is the entry level one. I like it. That's a good recommendation. This is your your foot in the door. A segue into the horror genre. With a little comedy. Come and join us. So here's my favorite part of our show. The rules. The rules. So let's go over our seven rules. And then we'll discuss which ones were broken. So rule number one, don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs or into the basement or the attic. Rule number five, why are you going in there if it says don't enter, no trespassing? Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. Rule number seven, no Ouija board. So what rules were broken, Mom? Uh, Becca went into the basement and they split up. And Tyler went into the shed. But... They listened to one of the rules, which is awesome. And they, it is the most important rule in any horror movie. They killed the bad guy. Yes, and made sure that they were dead. Bravo to both of them. Yay. And last but not least, Scream Award. How many times does Erica scream in a movie? Right. I gave it a three out of five. We had we, three. We, you. Listen. You screamed too, woman, because of me. <laughs> because of you. I screamed three times. It was great. Good jump scare. I like it. I gave it a two out of five based on you didn't get as screamy as, if that's even a word, as you do in some other movies. So I'm giving it a two out of five. And that's a wrap. Horror Cafe, episode four, The Visit. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and rate us. Please visit our website at horrorcafepodcast.com. You can leave us a message or hear our podcasts on there. We now have a Facebook, also Horror Cafe Podcast, and Instagram at Horror Cafe Podcast. Please visit us there, like, follow, subscribe. See you next time on Horror Cafe as we continue our march into madness. Stay tuned after the music for some bloopers. Please visit our website at horror car 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 car. Today we're talking about M Night Shyamalan's The Visit. <laughs> That's a good blooper. Oh shit. <laughs> I forgot his I was very excited when this movie was coming out. It had been a while since I enjoyed a movie from M. Night Shyamalan. You'll get it right someday.